I'm wrapping up my message today on don't look back. Don't look back. And I really believe that through this series, through this, through the, through this month, I'm pretty sure that God has said a number of things to you. I'm pretty sure that God has, has allowed you to be in that place of, of, of not wanting to turn back. Not wanting to turn back. Not wanting to look back. 2023 is finished. It's done with. It's over. You know, and I put up a video. I put up a post on my Instagram a couple of days ago. And uh, I said that some of us might be wondering, are we going to repeat the mistakes from last year and this year? Last year's finished. It's over. It's done with. And even if you have to make a mistake or you make mistakes, you don't have to beat yourself up. Okay, you don't have to beat yourself up. Just shake it off and know that God has a plan. God still has a perfect plan in place for you. You know, some of you might be thinking that, uh, uh, some of you might be thinking that, you know, I've, I've gone through a number of problems and, you know, people have left me, people have spoken about me, people have said bad about me, people have written me off, you know, and it's been very discouraging, it's been very depressing. Uh, but let me say this. Sorry, let me say this. Nobody watches you harder. Nobody watches you harder than the people who hate you. Nobody watches you harder than the people who hate you. So give them a show. Give them a show. Yeah, come on, give a clap. Yeah. Nobody watches you harder than the people. Put up a nice show. Put up a really good show. Let them talk about you. At the end of the day, whatever you're called to do, whatever we're called to do is for the glory of God. And for some of you who still are struggling in that place, you're probably, the message, my message today is forward or fall back. Forward or fall back. You know, there's so many promises for us in the, in the Bible. There's so many promises for us in the word of God. We can take any one of those, we can take, any, we can take a promise and promises for every single day and apply that to our life, apply that to our situation and say, I'm going to move forward. Or we can choose to believe the lie of the enemy that God is not doing anything and fall back. You know, many a times when people go into battle and they cannot conquer the enemy, they cannot get the better hand above the enemy, the commander or the person leading says, retreat, retreat fall back but for us as Christians the Bible says the battle belongs to the Lord and the battle has already been won and I want to, I want to begin by giving you a very simple uh, very simple uh, uh, I'm, I'm not getting that word uh, just a very simple piece of advice very simple piece of advice some of you even right now feel like this you feel you are like this person. You want to move forward, but you're dragging, you're dragging the weight of so many unwanted things behind you. You're pulling on and you cannot move at the pace that you desire to go because you are, you are holding on to something that needs to be let go of. The simple thing, uh, can I say this? The most simple thing to do in a situation like this, if you identify with this picture and if you feel that that is me, that is me, the simplest thing to do to let that go 
is to take a scissor and cut the rope. And for some of us, that might be the easiest thing to do right now, but it's the hardest thing to do because we as humans are wired in such a way that very often we are afraid to let go. Because even times, the pain that we've dwelt in has become so much a part of our life that we are afraid to let go. All you need to do is cut the rope. All you need to do is cut the rope. I'm going to look at quite a number of, of verses today, beginning with Exodus chapter 14, verses 10 to 28. And I just want you to journey with me, okay? Drown out the noise, drown out the voice, every distraction, put it aside. And I just want you to journey with me. It says when Pharaoh, and I may not properly go to the, to the entire passage, I may go through bits and pieces in some areas, but just journey with me. When Pharaoh drew near, the children, of, the children of Israel lifted their hands, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because, we, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this, not the, is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than, than that we should die in the wilderness. And he said, Moses said to his people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Turn to the person next to you, look at them in the eye and point your finger at them and say no more. No more. And probably the person who's received that word knows what you're talking about. Probably the person receiving that word knows what they are dealing with and what they have to say no more to. And Moses told them, you shall see, you shall see again no more forever. The Egyptians who are troubling you, you shall see again no more. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel, go forward. Be, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And this stops working. Can we have the next slide? And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. And I'm going right down. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on their right and on their left. 
And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea. All Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen, all of them went into the sea. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. He took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us free from the face, let us, let us flee. Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and their horsemen. Right, right, I'm going right, uh, right towards the last verse. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, not so much as one of them remained. Not so much as one of them remained. You know, and in this, in this scripture, we all know that God's people were being chased by Pharaoh's army. And only the Lord knew what it would take to deliver his chosen people from, from slavery. Before them was the Red Sea. Behind them came, came Pharaoh and his army and chariots with bad intentions. Before them was the Red Sea and behind was the army. But between them and the Egyptians, God had placed a hedge of protection through the angel of the Lord. God had placed the hedge of protection through the angel of the Lord. And we see and we know that God protects his people. He did it with the Egyptians. He did it with Job. And he does the same with us. Satan himself said to the Lord, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? The, you know, the, the, the amazing thing is that, the amazing thing is this. Even the enemy knows what God is capable of doing for you and for me. The problem arises when we don't. The problem arises when we don't. Look at this chapter. Look at this verse. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and, yet ev and everything he has? The enemy knows what God has in store for you. The enemy knows that God has great things in store for you. The enemy knows that you are called to only move forward. And all that the enemy can do is only lie against the plan of God. But if you stand strong, truth will prevail. Because the Bible says, Anyone who calls on to the name of the Lord will be, will be, will be. Some of you are thinking, is that the right answer? Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In Thessalonians 3 verse 3, it says, The Lord will strengthen and protect us from the evil one. You know, ultimately they got the victory in spite of Pharaoh's great army and the chariots. And there's also a victory for us if we face every day 
if we face every day with the attitude that we are going forward and we will not back up, we will not give up, we will not fall back no matter what the cost. And I want to ask you a question today. What does it take to move forward? The first is it takes knowing and understanding that we are heading to something better. What does it take to move forward? It takes knowing and understanding that we are heading towards something better. Where we are now is only temporary. This is not our final destination. Our final destination is heaven. Heaven is our goal, not the things of the world, not the things that this world has to offer. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. And it's also very important that you and I, we need to move out of our place of comfort. We need to move out of our place of comfort. We saw in that passage of scripture, they were comfortable in Egypt. That's actually quite foolish. Because when you look into the whole thing, I like to think about scripture at times when, a lot of times when I like to look into it, I like to read into it and try to picture myself in that situation. How can you be comfortable living as a slave? How can you be comfortable living as a slave? But it became their way of life. I've been saying it throughout this series. They were comfortable. They became comfortable in Egypt. They were used to living as slaves. And they were used, they were used to settling for the leftover. They were so used to being, for just settling for the leftover. They said that it would have been better for us to be slaves in Egypt than, than to die in the desert. The second thing is moving forward involves a change of attitude. Moving forward involves a change of attitude. They developed a slave mentality. They developed a slave mentality. You know, when you walk out every single day of your house, it's very important. In the very first, in the very first sermon, I said, You've got to have a vision. You've got to have a vision. Stop staring at your past and your circumstances cannot hold you down. When you walk out of your house, how you walk out depends on how the rest of your day will pan out. Do you walk out, oh God, today work, I'm just waiting for Friday. Today is only Monday. Or are you going to walk out? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is going to be a great week. In the midst of all the trials and all the difficult situations that may arise, I'm going to stand strong because my God is with me. Sometimes all it takes is only a change of attitude. Only a change of attitude. They asked Moses, were there not any grave, were there not, no graves in Egypt that you brought us in this desert to die? They only saw, they only saw till here. The problem is they were, they were unable to lift up their eyes, to look ahead in faith to the promised land that God was taking them to. 
And many, you know, you know the beauty of the shepherd and the sheep? It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And I've said this before. You know why the shepherd walks behind the flock? Have you thought about it? We have a lot of farms over here, okay? But we don't, we don't have a lot of shepherds. Have you ever thought about why the shepherd walks behind the flock? Because the sheep can only see from here. The shepherd sees ahead. The shepherd sees ahead. And that was the problem with the Egyptians. They only saw till a certain amount. Were there no graves that you brought us out here to die? And all along Moses was saying, look up, you fool. God has promised you freedom. A land flowing with milk and honey. What you experienced, what you went through, you are going to go through no more. Again, everyone say, no more. I'm preaching my heart out. No more. No more. It's amazing. We, all have to, we always have to do it another time, right? <laughs> you know, and people of God sometimes get accustomed to the worldly surroundings. We sometimes become accustomed to not receiving the promises of God. The promises of God are for a specific period in time. The promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God will come to pass. The God is not a liar that his words will fall to the ground. But the word of God in Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that he makes all things beautiful just in time. So the promise of God will come to pass. But when we don't see, when, when we get prophetic words, prophetic, listen, prophetic, the prophetic is not fortune telling. Okay? It's not fortune telling. You can go to a number of places where you can put in a coin and you'll get a fortune. Now restaurants, Chinese restaurants also are giving it to you. You know? And when you, get a, when you open that fortune cookie, you get something bad. No, no, so ma'am, can I have another one? I, I've done that, okay? I've done that. You know? But the prophetic is not fortune telling. The word of God speaks to you through and through. The prophetic is for encouragement, edification, and comfort. The prophetic is a launch pad. It's a launch pad into you believing and into uh, the prophetic is a launch pad into you believing what God has already spoken to you. And the prophetic is a confirmation. The prophetic is a confirmation. So sometimes we get people come around us and tell us, you know. I have, had, I have had people come and prophesy over me that God's going to take me to places where I, I didn't even dream of. Some places I didn't even hear of. God's taking you the next year and a half. Next year and a half. It needs to identify with your spirit. God will not tell you something. At times, God will tell you something and give you direction to lift you up and encourage you. But many a times... God will not tell you something that you already do not bear witness with. You will bear witness with it. I mean, when we were having our first child, my goodness, someone came and this made us believe so much. This is the word of the Lord. You're getting a boy. I mean, that word can still come to pass. For other people, I'm getting the stare. I'm sorry. For other people, 
You know when those stairs come to you like daggers? That's how I feel right now. No, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You know, we, you, you don't prophesy. I'm just digressing a bit. No dates, mates, and babies. Don't prophesy dates, mates, and babies, please. Don't go up to prophesy. I heard someone last, I heard someone last week. A pastor told me this. He went and he prophesied over this girl. Sorry, not a pastor, somebody else. Not a pastor. Someone from our church told me this. This person went and told someone that uh, God told me that you're going to be my wife. God told, you, God told me you're going to be my wife. You know, it's, listen, when, when, see, God, God's not a liar. When he promises to give you something, he will give it to you. You know, this person told us we're going to get a boy. Our first child was going to be a boy. I mean, was just so convinced, try to brainwash me. That when I had a girl, she came in all confidence. This, this person, I, I respect her a lot. She came in all confidence. She did not come for Christmas service. She came on 31st. This is when we were way back, many years ago in India. Uh, Ilan will be 13 this year, so this is definitely 13 years ago. And on, in all confidence on December 31st, or, or around that New Year's Eve service time, she said, after Ilana was born, okay, I told you, right, you were going to get a boy. At least don't say something like that without knowing. After the delivery, okay, you made a mistake. She said, I told you, right, you were going to get a boy. I said, no, I got a girl. She left the church. I didn't ask her to leave. I didn't ask her to leave. But we need to know that, you know, the prophetic is one aspect of, of God encouraging us. But if you want to take the promise as a whole, and if you want the promise to penetrate through your spirit, get into the word of God. And sometimes when promises don't come to pass, we say, maybe this is how it is. Maybe God wants me to go through this, so let it be. And we become accustomed to not receiving the promises of God. But that's not God's nature. We get used to the hand downs. Who's changing me? We get used to the hand downs, even if it's not the best that the Lord has for us. We get used to the hand downs, even if it's not the best that the Lord has to us. But God says that you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not below. You are victorious and not the victim. You are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. You are blessed going in and going out. Someone say an amen. The third thing, moving forward involves faith in God and putting to use what he has placed in your hand. God told Moses, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Notice that the only thing that Moses had was faith in God. Okay, the only thing that Moses had was faith in what God had promised and a stick. Faith in what God had promised and a stick. What has he given you to move yourself and lead others to their destiny? What has he given you to move yourself and lead others to their destiny? Perhaps God's given you a talent. Perhaps God's given you a talent like singing, playing, in, playing an instrument, putting a plug over there. Join our worship team. Come and give your name to Fabian. God's given you a talent like singing, like, 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 like playing an instrument, like teaching. It doesn't matter what it is, but 
use it for the glory of God. Perhaps God's given you a spiritual gift. Teaching or interceding or, or you know, interceding for others or just encouraging others. Whatever it is, put it to use for the kingdom of God. It will not only push you forward, but others also. It will not only push you forward, but others also. The fourth thing, moving forward also depends, sorry, moving forward also depends on God's favor, not man's favor. God's favor will open doors. God's favor will open doors. Job 10, 12, it says, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. Psalm 5, verse 12 says, For thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous, and with favor you surround him as with a shield. I declare that every family represented over here in this year will see, will see favor like we've never seen before. I declare supernatural favor. I declare favor from unexpected places. I just declare that there would be a blanket of favor that will cover our congregation, that we would see favor more than we've ever seen in previous years in Jesus' name. Second last point, moving forward involves the power of God. It's not by might, not by, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And the Lord has given us power by His Spirit to move forward and conquer. To move forward and conquer. We are not a bunch of useless people. We are powerful people. We've got the authority of the kingdom resting on us. We are anointed people. We've been given gifts and talents. You and I are not a nobody. The Bible says that he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. You have the one, the, 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 the king of kings. The king of kings, the, 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 the most powerful being residing on the inside of you. You are not a nobody. You are not a nobody. When you set out, when you walk out, you may or may not be walking out having millions in your bank account, but you're surely walking out having the power of the kingdom of God. And that power of the kingdom of God is more than enough to open doors that will be able to fill your bank account. I'm not preaching a prosperity message, okay? The power of God, the power of God is a lot more than you think it is. And moving forward involves the power of God. And last but not the least, moving forward involves unity and fellowship with his church. I purposely put this last. Moving forward involves unity and fellowship with his church, the body of Christ. The church is not the building, it's the people. The building is God's house where children meet. I really like this passage of scripture. Exodus 17, verse 8 to 13. Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out, fight with Amalek. 
Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hand became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. When there is unity in God's people, it's easy to move forward. Moses was interceding and lifting up God's standard while the leaders helped him by taking off some of the load. While the rest of the people fought, while the rest of the people of God fought the good fight. Fought the good fight. You know, I'm telling you, there's power in unity. There's power in being part of a church family. There's power there's power in being part of a community that loves God. Because you find strength not only from God, but you find strength from the people around you as well. Get plugged in into a hangout. In closing, I just want to say, I just want to share three beautiful thoughts of a very well-known Indian industrialist, Ratan Tata, Mr. Ratan Tata. And this is what he said. None can destroy iron but its own rust can. None can destroy iron, but its, but its own rust can. Likewise, no one can destroy a person, but his own mindset can. Ups and downs in life are very important to keep us going because a straight line, even in an ECG, means we are not alive. A straight line, even in an ECG, means we are not alive. The last thing he said was fear has two meanings. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. And as I bring this series to a close, I want you to know that moving forward has to do with obedience and determination. If you are determined to move forward and heed to the voice of the Lord, then nothing can stop you. Absolutely nothing can stop you. But if you choose to drift back into the place of comfort, it's like giving up or backing up. God has given you all that you need. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's move forward and refuse to back up, give up, or fall back, no matter what the cost, no matter what the price.